Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Their pitch is a women's football podcast in collaboration with Adidas. It's our favorite day of the week, and it's time for a new episode of Their Pitch. In this episode, we have the honor to speak with the Swedish defender that plays in Italy and Serie A. This week's Their Pitch player is Elin Landström, a left-hand side fullback who signed for Inter last summer. Landström is an experienced player with good passing skills who can serve both as a traditional fullback and a wingback. She is football-raised in Umeå, the Swedish mecca of football. And she made her professional debut in the Damalsvenskan back in 2010. She has played 207 games in the Swedish top flight and has represented Umeå IK, Kopparbergs Göteborgs FC, now known as BK Häcken, and Linköping FC. With Umeå and Linköping, she has also played in the Champions League. Since joining Inter, when this introduction is being recorded, she has made 11 appearances in Serie A. You are listening to their pitch, and this is the Elin Landström episode. How do you pronounce your name, for those who don't know how to pronounce it? Elin Landström. So that is the correct pronunciation. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to a brand new episode of Dare Pitch. Today we are joined by Elin Landström. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Thank you so much. Nice to be here. I'm I'm fine. A bit tired after my Italian lesson, but all good. How, how's the Italian going? Um, slowly, slowly progress. <laughs> Do you speak any? A little bit. I could make myself understood in like a restaurant and that kind of stuff, but and on pitch, like the small words, but not much. We're so happy to have you here with us today, and I think we're gonna kick. We're gonna start straight off. We have this segment where we ask somebody that knows you very well to describe you as a player, but also sometimes a person. And then you have to guess who that might be. Oh, <laughs> you look shocked. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I didn't understand that before. Okay. <laughs> so are you ready? Ready. Elin is a compliant player one-on-one defensively and has also developed her one-on-one defensive. When in control of the ball while attacking, we have discussed her touches a lot, her and I, and how hard she should accelerate with the ball in an offensive play. She is tactical and she always gives 100%. It's easy to control her. She and I have always understood each other's playing style. Erin has a nice shot and masters several different striking techniques. I wish she gets more free kicks in an inter so we get to see some nice goals with her left foot. Did someone say this about me? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I have no idea. Do you want us to give you a hint? Yes, please. You have played with them in Umeå, right? If I'm not mistaken. 
Ah, is it uh, Lina and Lisa? Yeah, it's Lisa. Oh, <laughs> that's Ooh. nice words from her. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing, right? Yes. She wants you to shoot more with your left foot on a free kick, so you have to tell your coach that. <laughs> Let me take the free kicks. <laughs> I will, I will. So you grew up in northern Sweden in Umeå, which is like the football mecca of like Scandinavia or Sweden or what you want to call it. Um, but it's where I think a lot of people, when they kind of like think about it, they think about like when Marta played there and a lot of huge, huge players. And that's where you grew up and you started your football career. So tell us about like, how did you come about playing football and why Umeå? Um, so I grew up in a quite active family and sports was a big thing. Uh, I would always play football, but also other sports with my siblings in the backyard. And um, growing up next to Umeå, uh, I'm from a small town, like 30 kilometers away. Uh, it was such a privilege um, to have those huge games so close to get to go and watch Champions League or UEFA Women's Cup at that point and the top teams of Donald Svenskan every weekend. Uh, it was such a privilege. I didn't uh, understand it back then, but I can really see it in that way today. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, especially in Sweden where some some cities are, they have a good team, an established team in Donald Svenskan, but others don't. So it's it's it really is as you say like a privilege to have it close by. I mean, I don't think my city's had one since. Well, they went up and then they went down. But before that, I think for us it was just always the men's team. So it's nice to have like a women's team too. Yeah, uh, I really had role models so close, and for me it's been natural for for me to see professional football player was like an option, and I realized. After that, that this hasn't been the case for too many people and uh, for too many women playing football, I should say. So uh, I I understood that later on, and I'm really grateful for, for my childhood. In 2010, you made your debut in Dalmar Svenskan with Umeå. But prior to that, you played Champions League. How was that to not even make your first, you know, league debut and then you're playing the biggest tournament there is. Yeah, I, I don't th- quite think I understood how big that was back then, but I can still remember the feelings and how nervous I was uh, getting on the pitch that day. It's a great memory for me. What, what players did you play with in Umeå when you were on the pitch? I don't quite remember everything about it, mostly my feelings, but back then it was Marta, Frida Ostberg, Hanna Jungberg. Um, who else did we have? Yeah, there were a lot of big stars on the club back then. I mean, that's that's huge. Weren't you nervous? Yes, I was nervous every day going to training. <laughs> but how is that as as like a young player to get that? I mean, when somebody like your coach that called you up believes in you so much that he puts you in a Champions League game, but then also, I mean, the season or two seasons after that, you get to play in the league. So I really do remember the first day I got called up for training with the first team. I was on the youth teams of Umeå and it was the first day of high school. I was supposed to go to my first training with the Umeå Eco's first team. And I have never been that nervous 
I actually went to the stadium. I was already dressed for training and I sat down next to the pitch, tying my shoes. And then Andrea came to me like, what are you doing here? We are always gathering in the locker room. So <laughs> he actually came to get me to get into the locker room with the girls. And I didn't know where to sit down. And yeah, that was just uh, everything around it was nervous. But uh, yeah, now it's a good memory. <laughs> did you feel did you feel welcomed by the team? Because I imagine as like it's your first day of high school. You're kind of scared about going there. And then the coach just pulls you in. So you're coming in alone to the locker room while everyone's sitting there. Were they welcoming? Yeah, they were, but I was sitting down on the wrong spot first, and I got to hear that. <laughs> who, whose spot did you take? <laughs> Don't want to tell that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're a fullback. Did you always play in the back position? Uh, no. Uh, as I said before, I'm from a small town, and I think the usual thing for like the players most develop at a young age, they get to play where you can have the most ball as a central midfielder. So that's where I started. And then we have this team for the regions in Sweden. And there was a person, and I'm so sad I can't remember who he is, but he told me, like, you have such a good left foot, you have so good physics, you should really aim for the outside back spot. And I was, like, disappointed in the beginning. I was like, no, this is not my spot, but... Um, I tried and I started to like it and I could really see that I got qualities that I could show from that position. So, um, yeah, that's where it started. You got, you got back in the, the fullback position in the regions because of that person who we don't know, but big shout out. Yes. <laughs> but can you tell us a little bit about your road from um, Umeå to Gothenburg to Linköping and now to Italy and Inter? How's, how's that been like? That, um, that journey? Well, I started in Emil when I was quite young. And as I said before, playing with big stars. And But after just a few years, and there was a big change in Emil for many reasons. Uh, and it ended up being very young players uh, with a very good coach in Joachim Blomqvist, who he, he taught me a lot about football analytics and just uh, gave me a new perspective on football, which I really appreciate today. Um, after a few years, or like seven years, I felt like this was the time for me to challenge myself a bit and uh, uh, try to play on a, on a new team. And Gothenburg was interested, so I made uh, my move there. After two years in Gothenburg, uh, Linköping was showing interest, and they were the champions that year. So. I could really see good reason to go there. I got to play Champions League again, and I really enjoyed my time in Linköping in many different ways. It wasn't always uh, good, but I learned so much uh, from my time there. And I always had this dream to play abroad, and, but it's a lot about timing, doing that kind of thing. And I never wanted to go just to go. I always wanted it to be a good club, a good environment where they actually have a plan for the women's side. And so even though I had some offers before, it never really felt like like a good, like the perfect one that I really wanted to jump on the train with. 
but then this summer I got contact with Inter and they really showed this vision and uh, this plan for the women's side and uh, yeah I really felt like I needed to be a part of it. One thing that our listeners really are into uh, is the differences between countries and, and leagues in countries so What's the biggest difference between Sweden and Damalsvenskan and then Italy and Serie A? Uh, well, it's a lot, uh, both on pitch, off pitch. Uh, I don't really know where to start, but I, of course, I heard a lot before. I have friends playing in Italy and I talked a lot to some of them before moving here. But I think some things it's hard to just tell, being told about. It's about experiencing it. and. Uh, Yeah, I don't know where to start. Like, trainings is different. Uh, games is kind of different too. And, of course, the language has been a big thing. Um, even though English works okay, uh, I really feel like uh, speaking Italian is a big goal for me to be able to connect even more with my teammates. One thing that I didn't know about you that I found out right before we were going um, before we were gonna record is that you have a degree in law. And you got that degree while you were combining school and being a professional footballer. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> How was that to kind of juggle being a professional footballer and then also studying for four and a half years? Well, tough sometimes, but also uh, it it always give gave me like meaning. Uh, I don't know. In the beginning, it wasn't quite a choice. I needed to do something beside my football to be able to get everything going <laughs> but in the end this is all this has always been something i wanted to do to go to university and have a degree um so i will i'm actually very happy that i did it while playing because now it's such a safety for me to know that i have this degree and i will have something to get back on when whenever i will quit playing and it has helped me so much uh, in life uh, and I learned so much about not just law or just studying but how to organize and how to I don't know to yeah to juggle two things at the same time which is uh, which has been very useful in in many ways but the most important thing I think is to have something else in football sometimes to feel like I'm worthy I am worthy of uh, something more than just a football player Uh, even though it sometimes gets a little bit too much about performance, I still think it's so important to have something else to get back to and know that I can do something else than just football because football is not everything. You're also kind of like using this in your role as a footballer because you're a you're a player legal manager for the Swedish Player Association. Yes, that's correct. How tell us about that? How did that come about? I've been. Uh, of course, it's a lot about what I'm, what I've been studying, and I've been interested in this topic, like the rights for players in uh, many ways. Uh, mostly thanks to uh, Caroline Jonsson, uh, who I played with in Umeå, and she, she always <laughs> talked about these things, these matters, and uh, like teach me how important it is and. Uh, So I've been on the board for the previous union since like 2016. And at one point I got the offer from them to 
yeah, do some work around the legal stuff. And so I've been doing that on and off since 2016, 17, somewhere there. And Depending on how much time I have, I have been able to help them out with legal matters in different ways, helping players individually or negotiating CBA or different kind of uh, contract that when, when in need. So that's what I'm doing. And that was all that we got for the get to know Elin Lundström segment. We're going to go over to Mia and football analysis where you get to talk about being a footballer and your role on the pitch. Yay, that's what we're all here for. I mean, the football talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is, I always start with my favorite question. So uh, how much of a football nerd are you? Would you consider yourself to be? Well, yes, I would, I would consider myself a football nerd. Uh, it's, it's a lot of football uh, showing on the TV at home and The only thing is that I always miss the tactical angle. There are too many games show with a bad angle and I hate it. You do. <laughs> I, I mean, I find it interesting that you play f- pro football uh, and then, I mean, just laying back, relaxing the couch, watching a football game. Is it, is it even possible to just watch and enjoy? Or do you always think like, think like that? No, I, I can really do both, actually. I can really enjoy just watching a game. Uh, and sometimes if I'm really cheering for a team, I feel like it's hard to have the tactical view. I get so uh, engaged in the game. I just want my team to score. So I can I can really do both. I mean, this is also kind of interesting, but if you could use your own words, describe your role and position out on the pitch from how you look at yourself as a player. I've been thinking a bit about it and I, it's always hard to talk about yourself and talking about your skills and everything. And I find myself as a really adjustable player. I always try to find what's best for the team. And I think that's my... My first skill, like uh, both defensively and attacking wise, I really try to find like what's the best for the team right now. How can I use um, my skills in the best way for the team, even though it could be positioning or taking runs or whatever. Um, but I really find that uh, as an important one for me. It might be abstract, but but I find that important. Um, I'm a physical player and I like to use it. Uh, I'm always thinking that if I'm getting tired, I know that the player I'm facing is even more tired. If you could describe uh, the modern fullback, I think the role has changed in any way since you started playing as a fullback. I feel like we talked about the modern fullback since I started playing, but maybe what we put into that, what kind of... Um, skills or whatever you put into it maybe that have changed I don't I don't quite know but I feel like it's also a matter of who you play for uh, what the coach wants you to do and well the coaches have improved in, and developed uh, in some ways too but just I think all the positions have become more modern in the way that you can uh, they're more flexible so you can use players more It's more about what the players you have and what skills they have and how you can use them in the best way rather than just a position, like creating roles rather than positioning. So looking back at the clubs you have been playing for, uh, how do you feel that your abilities have been used on the pitch? 
So I feel like uh, one of my biggest abilities is uh, my physical strength and ability to run for a long time. And I feel like most of the coaches have been, they want me to to use that. Uh, so have an extra player while attacking, but also in counterattacks and that kind of uh, like where there are big spaces uh, that I've been giving the opportunity to to use my strength as a physical player. But also in like one v one situations, like depending on who we're facing, uh, just having me in a position where I can be able to help the team and close down the side. So, speaking of that, different coaches and and everything. I mean, what is your relation to football analysis and and analysts? Well, as I said before, I had a great coach in Joachim Blomqvist. Uh, He was really the one getting me interested in football analysis in in, in the beginning. Uh, and back then, they didn't record the games, so we would have to do everything ourselves, or he did. So I had to go to with my USB to to get the game and go home to watch it, and uh, then we would watch some some clips together. So that's my first experience. And in the beginning, it was actually quite hard to to see yourself playing since I haven't done it before, and it. Uh, he taught me to be a bit more objective and like really watch what's happening and not think too much about the feelings coming up. And I think that's something that is so important because, uh, as we talked about before, like watching the team that you really care about and watching your own team, sometimes the feelings uh, get takes over. So it's uh, so good to watch the games afterwards uh, when the feelings uh, when you're feeling calm and really see what's going on and how you can change in the organization or your own behavior. But uh, just be a bit more objective. Uh, I found that very very important. Do you learn a lot now from watching yourself play? Can you can you use that? Yes, yes, yes. It all it happens a lot. That you have this feeling during the game. Maybe I felt like I played very bad or I played very good, and it's never the same when I watch it again. Usually, it's uh, never as bad and never as good as you feel while playing. <laughs> well, <laughs> can you? Do you really mean that? Because I mean, you you could obviously, if you're doing something really delicious, like like a pass or a cross or something like that, you must feel it when the ball leaves your foot. Yes, of course. Like one specific moment can be as good as, but normally, if if you end up a game like last five minutes is uh, three mistakes, you end the, you you go home with a bad feeling, and maybe you feel like the full game was bad, and then you rewatch it and like, well, okay, if I like put it down on paper, it's it's not bad. So it's just when when it happens. I mean, like like you say, if it, yes. something bad happens at the end of a game, you you really remember that. Yeah. And and you leave the pitch with that feeling, but then you go home and you watch the game and you can feel, yeah, I did, I did quite okay. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Speaking of that, uh, getting information about how you have played, uh, both as a team but also at, as an individual player. I mean, in what way do you think your performance on the pitch is affected? Looking at how much information you have been getting before a game. It depends. Uh, I played in Sweden for 12 years, and I felt like I knew so much about the team we were facing, and I knew so much about the players I would be facing. Uh, so sometimes I didn't; they didn't give me so much new information. 
but I'm very interested in these kind of things. So I would always be involved in any way, uh, no matter how much I knew before. But going to a new, a completely new league for me here in Italy, uh, I found it so interesting when we are uh, watching videos of the, the opponents coming up. And I think there is a discussion going on in uh, the football world, like how much information can the players uh, take in and not. And uh, I think, of course, in, at some point, maybe it can be too much, but I think you always can push the limit. Uh, it's like studying. You, you get tired, but you have to repeat it and you have to put yourself into it to be able to, to learn more. So I think you you can push the limit, and uh, I think it's important for young players or players overall to, yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. To do that. I mean, this is sort of interesting because you have played in, in Sweden for many years. Now, when you're not in Sweden anymore and you used this uh, analysis um, more like a tool to improve your own game, but also uh, your team's game. Do you think that Sweden is behind on this? Do you think the quality could go up and be better if... I mean, it, it's it's always a question about resources. We know that like you can't have full, full-time full analysis uh, in the Dahmalsvenskan, but do you, do you think that that could be a way for Swedish women's football to to do better? Um, I think it depends. It's uh, it's very different in the normal scan to what, what kind of resources there is, but also uh, what kind of coach you have. I've been having really good coaches in Sweden who focus a lot on these topics, and I had coaches that don't care at all about it. So it's not only about the resources, it's also about interest and uh, skills, I guess. May I just chime in and ask which style suits you better, personally, do you think? Um Someone that's doing a lot of technical analysis or someone that's not doing as much? Since I'm very interested myself, I, I really think that style suits me better to have good talks around it. Uh, but I also really like this style. It could be different styles, even though it's a lot of uh, technical anal- analysis, uh, depending on how you present it to the team. Is it like only presenting or are you having discussions around it? I like when you are getting involved as a player and not just being told how to do it because football is not black and white and you can solve different situations in so many different ways and getting your players who is actually supposed to do it uh, involved in the discussion, I think that's very useful. I mean, this is an interesting topic. I mean, while while watching, I mean, it's been a big discussion now uh, about the fact that Beko Hecken didn't do so well like most of us probably thought they would like versus Benfica and then that kind of just went through my mind uh, with this with this whole question but 
But if we're looking at um, at the position you play, so before going out to play a game as a fullback, what information do you think is the most important that can affect your role and your performance? I've, I actually find it so important for me to know like how we want the team to act. In the beginning uh, here in Italy, I, I just remember a meeting when uh, someone was translating the what coach said to me or to the team. Uh, and then the, t- the one translating told me like, no, this is just for the forwards. And I said, no, 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 I want to know everything. I need to know how the player in front of me is supposed to act. How am I otherwise supposed to help them? So for me, it's not only about what, what I am supposed to do. It's everything is connected. I need to know how the team is supposed to act. How are we supposed to press? How are we supposed to solve the opponent's pressure? And so it's not just one thing that I think is affecting my game. I think everything is connected. And I, I found it important to, to help my teammates. And uh, I need to know how the coach wants everyone to act. I mean, I could be wrong, but I find you like a player that really like to have much information. Mm. <laughs> you can handle the too much information part. Yeah, I think so. Like going out on pitch, I'm I'm not thinking too much. Uh, of course, I'm thinking, but I feel like uh, you have the information you have, and you you still have to base your decision on what you found in in each situation. You can't just go around thinking about what coach said yesterday. You have to read the game and uh, take your own decisions because if you end up acting and then afterwards saying like, oh, I did this because coach told me, I think that's uh, a bad solution. You have always to, you always have to stand for your decisions. So just reading the game and take the decision you find the, the most, uh, the best one at the moment. Okay, so then I just have to ask to end this section. Are you a principle player or a rule player? What do you find, like playing by principles or rules? What suits you best? I would say principles. Rules is... No, uh, principles, absolutely. You were going to say rules are boring. (laughs) (laughs) Not that word. So let's jump into the section where we have questions from our listeners. Do you want me to kick it off? Yeah, let's go. Is rhythm in terms of performance for a fullback? Depends on how you see it, but if you're going very fast forward, it's sometimes hard for a fullback to be able to to be a part of the attacking game, at least in the final third. So in, in that sense, it's it's kind of important. And also in in what way you are defending, uh, depending on how the game is looking. Sometimes it's hard to get into position uh, defending-wise too, I guess. This is obviously someone who has watched you play in both Inter and in Linköping because the question says, does Inter's 4-2-3-1 formation suit your playing style or do you prefer to play according to another formation like the one Linköping played? Three, five, two. It depends, actually. We we actually change sometimes our system here in Inter too, depending on what, what kind of organization we are facing. And I think that really affects like my role. Uh, if the player, the team we are playing against, how many players they have in the outer zones, and where the space is. So 
And I think that's the funny part about football, finding the space and uh, finding where you can where you can do the best things for your team. So I don't mind, actually. I could play both. Why do you think there is a genuine lack of natural left backs in the women's game compared to right backs at the highest level? I don't know. I guess there are less uh, left-footed players overall. So maybe that's why. And not all left-footed players are playing as an outside back. But I would say there are many good outside backs, both on left and right side right now in, in the women's game. Was your integration with the team easy in Italy or did you face some problems? Well, we obviously have the language barrier. <laughs> that was uh, that was hard in the beginning. Um, of course, we have players and staff talking English, but uh, it's, it's not everyone. So uh, it's been a struggle, kind of. But it also helps me getting me motivated to to learn a new language uh, which i appreciate um otherwise i don't know if it's been problems but uh, it's been uh, it's it's a process to to get into everything uh, i feel like in sweden and uh, you know you know every rule or untold rule everything is just natural to me and here i have feel like i have to ask about everything so yeah It's the process. How important is the attacking ability in terms of providing support, crossing, and being a general threat in the final third as a fullback? I'm not done just yet. How would you weigh that against the defensive responsibilities of a fullback? Well, yes, I consider all that important. And I don't know, I think like all positions, you have to have the attacking and defensive skills. Uh, they're just differently looking, maybe. Uh, and I wouldn't say any of them is more important than the other one. It's also about what team you're facing and how are they organized. Do you get more, more? Do you get a lot of space as a fullback to actually join for the final third, or do they have a really strong counter attack? And you have to be aware of that kind of situations. And do they have strong one v one players? Of course, it's important for me to to solve that situation too. So uh, I wouldn't uh, say any of them is more important than the other one. How important is being good on the ball now for a fullback in today's game? Well, it's important. It's important for all players. I find that the game has been more technical now than uh, than before. Uh, but I don't know if it's more than any other position uh, in that sense. But yes, it's important. With the tactical variations going on in the current game involving fullbacks like inverted fullbacks, is this the most demanding and tactically flexible position? I think that's also a matter of how the coach wants you to act. And I found that there are many positions now that are very flexible. Um, and as I said before, it's a lot about creating roles uh, around what kind of players you have. Uh, I don't think any any coach would use me uh, as a central midfielder right now. And so in that sense, I don't have to be flexible uh, in that way. But I've been playing a bit as a center back and I could absolutely be more like a winger. Uh, but I think it's more about what qualities your player have and uh, how the coach wants to use it to, to get the most out of the team. So, I mean, this is obviously about what formation Uh, a team will 
will play, but if you could just tell us what you find most, I mean, like fun. Do you like to play like a left winger wing back or like a proper fullback? I find that difficult, but because uh, I think both is is fun. It's fun in different ways, and maybe that's what I like about the playing on the side. It can look so different playing fullback in in one game can be totally different to to the next one depending on what organization you are playing against so uh i don't know if it's so much about only our formation it's also about the formation we are facing what do you like to do more on the pitch do you prefer scoring or providing assists Sending in like a good cross ball or winning duels or making tackles. I mean, fun for me is when my team is playing well. I'm not too focused on just my own performance, but of course I want my team to score. And if I'm scoring, I will be very happy, but I feel like it's more likely for me to provide assists. So I would maybe say that, but a good tackle is always nice or and helping the team to, to don't lose a game. So yeah. There are a lot of things fun with, with playing football. <laughs> what are your professional ambitions for the next couple of years? And do you think you would prefer continuing to play in uh, Italy or moving to another league? Oh, I'm going to be boring here and say that I'm really focusing on Inter and this season right now. I have not been started thinking about the future in, in that sense. What is the team that you look forward to playing against in Serie A? And uh, what team do you prefer to avoid? Well, since I missed our game against Juventus due to sickness, I really look forward to that game this spring. That's the that's the game you want to play and you you really want to win against them. It's 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 time now. And avoid, I don't know. I find it so fun here to to face new opponents every week and uh, I'm really enjoying every game here. What is your prediction for Inter's final position in this season's Serie A standings? And do you think a Champions League spot is achievable? Uh, well, there are many points left to play about and uh, I don't really like to predict in that way. Um, we are focusing on every game and we, we know that we, are, we have the opportunity to, to win against all the opponents here. I think we showed that so far. Uh, we have a lot to improve and we are working hard to to do that. But well, let's take it game by game and uh, talk again in May, see how far we got. But who is the toughest player you've played against so far in your career? I have played against so many good players in Damasvenskan and there are still many good players there. But I really think the best one is still Marta when she played in Tirusa and uh, Rosengard. And that brings us to the end of questions from listeners. So we're going to go into the end segment, which is this or that, five questions. It's quite of like a rapid fire. So I'm going to ask you the question. I just want your initial response. No thinking, no nothing. Just like whatever just feels best in the moment. Okay, take it away. A good slide tackle or intercepting a pass that is about to break the lines. Intercepting the pass. Dribbling your way out of the first line of pressure on your own or play out of it with perfect one-touch passes together with a teammate. 
perfect one touch passes coming on from the bench to make an impact to get the win or be in a starting lineup in a mediocre game coming in <laughs> causing a tactical foul for the opponents or taking one yourself for the team to stop a counterattack. taking one for my team Make a perfect cross to assist a teammate to score or scoring one yourself. Mm, I'll take the assist. This is all we got for today's episode. Uh, Elin Lundström, thank you so much for being with us and we hope you enjoyed doing this. Thank you so much for having me. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 